Hey, this is Rebecca Fleetwood-Hessian, host of the Badass Women's Council podcast. We are here for reflection and connection for the high-achieving badass woman like you. And I'm so glad you're here. And you might as well just go ahead and hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes. Just seems like the right thing to do, don't you think? I'm not coming down. If there's one thing I've learned, it's when someone says, you really should meet, fill in the blank of name of person, you really should meet them. There's this phenomenon that when we show up as ourselves, the people that we need in our lives will show up and be attracted to what we're putting out. What's the saying of the the post, your vibe attracts your tribe? Well, today's episode with Kelsey is going to be a complete illustration of this. It's so fun to listen to us discover each other's commonalities. Uh, And she's a mindset coach. So this is a double dose of coaching for you today. There's some rich nuggets in here about being yourself, not getting trapped in your own life, trying new things, just a fun conversation with an amazing woman who I'm so thrilled was brought into my life. Here we go. I'm not coming down. Hey, Kelsey, how's it going? Good. How are you doing? I'm super good. I love that you're here today because someone introduced us and I can't even remember who it was. I'm going to have to go back in the, in the intro and add it later. But anytime somebody says, Hey, you should have her on your podcast. And it's a, somebody that's already listening to me. I pay attention to that. So yay. And you said, yes, thank you for being yeah. here. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. I'd like, I, I said, it's, I love just, just talking to people, especially people that have similar mindsets and do similar things because like I've been on like some interviews and stuff to where I'm like oh my gosh we could talk forever to where like the before and after recording is just like so long because it's like yes I see it too and you see it too Absolutely. so it's nice to be on that level and to be the kind of high achieving women that appreciate other women that do similar work that's I think what I've loved most about being in this space of a coach is the abundance that is there. It's, it's, you know, it's not competitive at all. It's like, let's get together and just jam and talk about this stuff that we love. So yeah, you're so right. Like just re like releasing like that competitive, like there's only so much space. And like you said, the abundance of really knowing like, and, and that's, I think that's a good point because there's a difference in like, you can tell the people like, I've been in the coaching industry for 10, it'll be 10 years this year. And so like seeing the people come and go that like, you can tell the heartfelt leaders and like the people who are out of integrity with themselves and the people who are heartfelt leaders, since they are leading with heart and since they want change and since they want to make people's lives better, they want to welcome other people that want to do the same work. 
Absolutely. Because if you look at our profiles, we do very similar. We both have an online community. We both do coaching for both business and life and, and career. We, we, we literally do almost the same thing, but yeah. we both believe that there are infinite opportunities. And the more people that's do, that are doing this kind of work, the better we all are. So I, mm-hmm. I dig that. Yeah. And truthfully, like I want my clients and I'm sure you feel the same way. I want my clients to want me like you're the timing and the matches of people and the clients that we work with are meant for us. So it's like, if we could do the same thing, but somebody could come to you and hear your story and be like, that's my person and be like, yeah, I don't, I'm not really feeling Kelsey. You know what I mean? Like, but that's what it's about. If they feel that connection, they're going to get better results. So it's like, we just do our thing, do good work, then the people that are supposed to be with us come to us. And getting comfortable with we're not for everybody. I think that's the hard part for some people is they're, they, when they go to market, they're trying to market to everybody, no matter what you do, whether it's coaching or something else. And I'm, I'm always reminding my clients, it's okay not to be for everyone. In fact, that's the way it's supposed to be. If you think you're for everyone, you're for no one. Because if you're trying to adapt and shift your own perspective to meet everybody's needs, nope. That shit is exhausting. Exhausting. (laughs) It's not going to work. You can't. And you're so pulled out of alignment and like authenticity, like with yourself. Exactly. That it's like you, you show up and you're like one person over here and you're one person over here. And it's like, what would happen it feels so much easier to like release and just be yourself. And again, like you attract what you're meant to attract because you're being yourself versus like, oh, I have to do this. And this is like the the putting in a box to where it's like, oh, I'm a coach. So I have to sell this way or have to launch this way or have to do my program like this. And I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Exactly. In fact, whatever kind of unique creative idea that comes to your heart and your soul is what you should be doing, not what everybody else is doing. And I think mm. in a corporate sense, I call it the difference, but what you're talking about, I call the difference between striving and thriving. So the word strive means battle and conflict. And to me, when you're out of alignment with your true self and trying to do work either for the promotion or the money, or because somebody said you were good at it, whatever the reasons, when you're working against how you are naturally wired, that's striving. And you can be successful to a point, but it has a cost you're exhausted from it. Like it's just like, it's like you go to work every day and it's just like you're pounding your head against a wall. But thriving says, I'm going to show up as me. I'm going to bring my unique gifts and talents and I'm going to do good work. And that's, you're still going to be tired. I mean, we're high achievers. Come on. I mean, we're going to work ourselves crazy because we like to, but it's Mm -hmm. a big difference falling in bed at the end of the day from thriving versus striving. And I, mm. and I think we have been sold this idea, especially as high achieving women, that we have to constantly prove ourselves. And that has meant make yourselves be what other people need you to be. Yes. Bullshit. <laughs> it is. It is. It's so good. I love everything that you're saying. You are my people for sure. Yeah. Nice. It's, it's, it's so true. It's like we, but if you think about like, the way that we're programmed and going back to like how we all start out, right? Like we start out with this idea that, okay, we apply for a job, we meet this description. And so therefore those are the things that we do. That is who we become. 
And so with that wiring, with those stories, with that programming, we carry that on. And then we wonder like, why do I not feel fulfilled? Why do I feel trapped in my own life? And it's like, I love the idea of like the striving versus thriving because you're striving to be something that has pulled you so far away from what you naturally are. And if people would just understand that even within the parameters of a, a job that is not an entrepreneur, or not your own company, um, you still have more freedom than you realize. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's okay to shift and adjust because sometimes our lives shift and adjust. The season changes. I call it, you know, you're writing a new chapter in your story. And maybe mm. the job that you've been wildly successful in for a period of time no longer fits who you are today. And I see so many people, and I almost did it, where you just stay because you're making a lot of money and you've been successful. And why would I leave now? And sometimes it's the best thing that you can do and get into that thing that is more aligned with the season that you're in and the chapter that you're supposed to be in. I know mm -hmm. you and I have talked just briefly before we logged on about those boxes that are kind of company corporate boxes that we try to fit in either it's a title or an industry or a something and the more we can free ourselves from those constraints I think that's when you find who you're really supposed to be yeah you're so right because it's 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 removing barriers it's knocking down those walls like I said to a client this week I was like you've been in this place to where you're like so she she lives in New York and I'm like you've been in this place, you're surrounded by all these tall buildings, like really fucking tall buildings. And so now we have to knock some of the buildings down. And now that we've knocked them down, like you can see the sun again, yes. you know? Yes. And we build those constraints and those walls and those buildings around ourselves. We mm. think somebody else is oh, yeah. doing it, but we're, it's, we have total control over our mindset. I similarly had a client yesterday where she's in career transition and she's a badass. She's got wicked skills. And mm -hmm. she had been looking based on the role that she'd had, an executive in marketing. She had been in this industry. She'd been, and she was kind of looking in that space. I'm like, let's just not think about that for a minute. Let's just look at who you are. And I walked her through an exercise I do to identify your unique gifts, talents, and abilities. And, and we looked at her leadership capability could be applied anywhere. She could start her own thing. She could go to any industry. And we, and we talked about how do you go and market yourself based on yourself, not the confines of your last job or your last industry. And I think mm. that's a practice that anybody could walk away from this conversation and go, oh, wait, hold on. Who am I? And how could I apply that differently? Yeah, it's, it's so true. I really, I, I love that. I love that, that, you know, I feel so grateful to do like this kind of work and that we get to help people see that because it's really hard. You know, it's like, there's, you're breaking like so many like rules and like having to like handle like all the old stories because it's like our, the generations before us, like there was like entrepreneurism, the freedom and, and, and going in and like selling yourself and like having people within corporate industries, like create a job title, like that was not a thing, you know? Right. And so now we have the ability to really do that. And so it's like, it's so cool because you just, by basing it, like you said, on who you are, like, and what do you love to do? And what would, I talk a lot about like 
what would allow more freedom, more fun, more play, and how having more creativity and actually having fun and play in your life builds your business and your success. Because people are like, well, that's not productive. You know, especially as high achievers, I'm like sitting there, like spent so many years to where I'm like, I can't watch TV because watching TV is not productive. I can't do that. That's not for me. It's like, if I'm not working, then I'm not helping people. And then it's like, Kelsey, come on, you know? Because even people like us who do this work, we still have to battle that mindset. It's deep. It's ingrained. I was working mm-hmm. with a, a, a girl yesterday, woman, girl, whatever. Um, and she's vice president of, you know, talent development. She's got this big job and she is the most artistic, creative soul you've ever met. And I mean, she, the way she dresses, the way she shows up and we went through kind of her history and her story and what she has been told by people who loved her, but the unintentional consequence was she started to believe bullshit stories is that creativity isn't profitable or isn't going to make you money. And, and, you know, being an artist, this, the whole starving artist thing is just, we've got to break that cycle because art comes in so many different forms. It's not just painting and music. It's, it can be applied in so many beautiful ways. Our brains are meant to be artistic and creative, to be happy. Yes. Have you ever read big magic? Yes such a great book such a but it's so it's it's so true it's so true and like the thing is is that we think that like this is another thing I've been talking about a lot about recently is like we're so zoomed in to where we are so as high achieving women we want to make an impact and so we're like okay I need to be in it I need to be doing it and so we forget that everything ripples out and sometimes we have to zoom out We have to zoom out and we have to look at like what those actual ripples are. And then we have to think about like what actually allows us to make those ripples. And those things are recovery and rest and creativity and finding an actual like enjoyment of things in your life to where you get to show up. Like the reason why I can show up and coach clients like very energetically and be passionate about my work is because I don't take 900 clients. I literally use the term zoom out when I'm working with my clients too. This is the other thing yes. I love is, you know, you know, something is meant to be in the world because if a lot of people are saying it, then it matters and God wants mm-hmm. us to say more of it. Right. So I, we get that so maniacally focused on the details. The zoom out piece is perspective and context and bigger picture. Like that's where the real answers for our heart lie, mm-hmm. not in the next project yeah. email. Yeah. It's so, it's so right. And, you know, there's the whole piece of it too, like of the disconnection with self, right? Like we get so trapped in our day to day that it's like, I don't know if you, I'm sure you talk about this with clients, but like revisiting the inner child, like what did you used to do for fun? What was the thing that you sat in your room and had no concept of what time it was, where you were, you were just in it. Like, why don't you do that stuff anymore? My clients are laughing right now because we do the, what was 14-year-old you doing? Because 14-year-old you started to have freedom of choice, right? You're starting to get some free will at 14. You're making some of your own decisions, not just following what mom and dad and others said. And 
the one of my clients, she she's a dancer. She'd even danced professionally for a while. And after we started working together, she went back to the dance studio and just found joy in dancing again. And that has a ripple effect and an impact on your work when you show up with more joy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, tying back to something that we said earlier, that's a part of this conversation that's kind of in the root cause of how we got to this place of being maniacally focused. I think back before the internet, mm-hmm. when people were choosing what they wanted to do, their choices were lar- were literally based on the four or five careers that they knew about. They knew what their parents did. They knew there were teachers. They knew there were doctors and maybe what a neighbor or an aunt did. And so it's fascinating to me out of the thousands of women that I've asked the question, how did you choose your career right out of school? Whether you went to college or you went to work, you know, what, what, how did you choose? And the majority, I would say more than 80%, it's based on four or five careers that they knew about. And so you think about how that boxed us in from the beginning that we got on this trajectory of being in a career where somebody well-intentioned said, well, you can make money here. You can support yourself here. You can have a stable life here. So we made these decisions based on somebody else's story, not not ours. And I think that's where we got stuck in this place of thinking that it has to be in a box, somebody else's Mm -hmm. box. And I'm mm-hmm. ready to blow those boxes up. Yeah, that's what I say. I'm like, burn those bitches to the ground. Yeah. Let's just light them on fire. Yeah, it's it's so interesting to me because there's a couple of things that you said that I want to touch on. And like the first piece is like what you were just saying. I feel really fortunate because my um, my path has been pretty pretty rocky. Like, so I I had a, a pretty rough history. Like in basically I hit rock bottom after being arrested three times. I had drug and alcohol issues. And that was kind of like what spiraled into where my life is now. But prior to that, even the the jobs that I did, I did all, you know, retail, bartending, those kinds of things. I was very fortunate. I never had pressure even to go to college. Like my parents didn't tell me to go to college. And I was having a conversation with my dad the other day. My mom's always been in real estate. So she's pretty much always worked for herself. And then my dad was telling me he had a newspaper route when he was like in middle school. And then he started a lawn company at like 12. And I didn't even know these things. I knew my mom being in real estate, but it's so cool because I think I'm fortunate because like you said, you don't realize like how much it it plays a role because it's, you're making choices based off what you know. And I think that because I've had that like entrepreneurism, like built into me, even in the jobs where I was like working for hourly or whatever, I was always like, but what can I do? Like right on the other side of this, how can I push this like a little bit further? And so it's now when I'm like teaching clients about this, I'm like, oh no, 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 you you don't like, yeah, I get that that's like your job, but actually like delegate that. And then I had this girl that was an assistant and she was like, all oh, the projects that we're doing are so exciting. I'm like, are you speaking up in the meetings? Like saying that you have ideas? Like long story short, she started speaking up in the meetings, like actually said that she wanted to be a part of these things. They created a whole new role for her, gave her a raise, hired an assistant for her. I'm like, so it's, it's, it's just, you don't know uh, what you can create. Absolutely. And the speaking up part, oh my gosh, it's so, so important. And so many struggle with 
can I, should I, the rules that we put on ourselves to keep ourselves constrained. Mm -mm. I love that story. I have an, I have a friend that similar, she was an EA executive assistant for years and amazing at it. And now she's the COO of an organization and starting her own thing at the same time because the skill set of being an executive assistant is badass. Like yes. if you can do that for somebody else, you can do it for your you can do amazing yes. things. Because <laughs> you're in it, you're seeing all the stuff. So it's just like it all is like in seeing your value and and really like grasping the fact that like, oh, if they can do it, like I can do it. And I think that's like, this kind of touches on another point that you said about like, when you go with clients and you ask them about like, what was your 14 year old self doing? And like, even you saying that question, I was like, cause when I was 14, I was drinking, I was doing drugs. I was abusing my body, like very like sexually active. Like I was making choices. So, but like everybody has those different things. And even within that, even in all those choices that I'm like, I don't, no thanks on those hobbies at this point. Um, but <laughs> it's like, off the list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, even going back to that, like my heart has always been in music. Like I love to sing and I love like music changes my moods. And now my four-year-old son music is like his thing. Like everybody on my Instagram knows, cause we always post names Cameron and we always post him. Like he's like on Alexa, like choosing songs, like a variety of music. Okay. My son's name is Cameron and he's a songwriter. Oh, <laughs> my mind just went. Oh my God. I have chills okay. all over my body right now. We've just, <laughs> we just met today, right? The only thing we've oh known about God. each other is a few things of it. And whoever said that we should yeah. meet. Yeah, they were they right. Knew. Honest to goodness. Yeah. Y'all, this is just a good place for me to take a break and tell you, if you want to meet people like this, kindred spirits, people that just get you, well, I have a badass masterclass monthly subscription with a small group of amazing women where we get together and have rich discussions around the topics of health, wealth, and leadership. And I think that you should probably check it out. Okay, there's a link in the show notes for you. Back to Kelsey. Same thing. Wow. I was wild in my younger days too. And music has all, I would say the, the most interesting people I've met in my life, I met because of music, either at some music festival or some where, you know, it's that kindred spirit. And yeah, music is a huge part of our lives here. Yeah. That is yeah. actually the podcast music that I use is my son's original. Uh -huh song um which is nice for copyright because I don't have to pay anybody for it. <laughs> yeah so how like, old is for that how old is your Cameron um he's four and then I have a daughter that's two her name is Brooklyn oh my gosh isn't that fascinating well you're on the other yeah. side of it I mine are uh 19 and going to be 23 in a couple of weeks so um I'm on the I'm on the other wow. side of the spectrum of that yeah. Yeah. So it's, fascinating. It's, I'm just like, my mind is like, nee, 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 nee. that's so uh, crazy. I yeah. love, I love how the universe works for stuff like that. But it's just like music, music is, there's such an emotional attachment. And I think when, when people do go back to maybe that 
that age, if they were like me and it's like, well, I didn't really like, I didn't do sports. I never, anything I signed up for, I always quit or, you know, my parents were divorced when I was two. So there was a lot of, there was some childhood trauma. There was all sorts of shit, you know? And it's like, I think that some people go back and they're like, well, I don't really, I don't really know what I like. I don't really know. And I think that it's like, you're never too old to play or start creating. I have my clients do like exploration phases where we commit to doing one new thing a month, whether that's like a class, I'm like, go do something with your hands or move your body. Like, I love like trying different exercise classes. I'm like, go to a pottery class or order a fucking friendship making bracelet off Amazon. Like who cares? Right. Just explore, you know, find yourself again. Oh, I love that. I love that. So if you did that once a month, you would know more about yourself in just two or three months than you maybe had known your whole life. Yeah. Because how much stuff do we assume that we don't like, but we've never tried it. It's like kids, right? You put food in front of them and they're like, I don't like that. Like obviously toddlers, picky toddlers. I don't like that. I'm like, you've never had it. So like in our house we have, you have to try. That's all. I don't, I have some very... (laughs) This is another story for another day, but I'm, I'm very like, I was in fitness for a long time. So I refuse to give my children eating disorders. Um, so we're very free with food around here, but I'm like, we do have a, you have to try everything on your plate rule. You don't have to eat it all. I don't care if you spit it out really, but you do have to try stuff. And even with Cameron, like he's been in soccer, swimming, he's in jujitsu now. Um, so it's just like, just exposing them to, to different things. Yeah. So it's the same thing for us adults. Like just try, if you show up and you hate it, cool. At least you leave with that information. I have a good friend, uh, Lindsay Picardo, who's also a coach and she talks about when she was growing up, her, she wanted to try everything. And the way that she determined what was for her is what she liked to practice. She said, so if there were sports or music or anything, she was like, it wasn't about the game or the recital or the big event. She paid attention to what are those things that she liked to practice. So she, she tried every instrument. So she took guitar lessons and piano lessons and all the lessons. And what she determined was the drums were what she loved to practice. So that's what she stuck with. She tried different sports and the things that she liked to actually practice. And I, I loved that perspective because that taps into a deep, first sense of doing the work and not just enjoying the event or the the capstone of oh it 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 culminates into this game or this recital and I I've always that's always stuck with me this what do I like to practice Mm, yeah like the joy in the journey which is really important for for high achieving women too because we get so caught in the like oh this project or this thing and then you get there and instead of celebrating yourself you're like what's next on to the next oh my gosh that drives me I'm a, my clients that do that I'm like pause please could, <laughs> hold please could we just maybe six minutes worth of celebration six seven minutes yeah. worth of celebration. please small maybe. small acknowledgement small acknowledgement that's always celebration has always been really challenging for me. Um, and I think a a lot of people just because it feels so good to create and to help that, like, again, I have to really go back to zooming out and being like, Hey, you just did something really freaking awesome. Like you did that. You created that your brain did like you created, you brought the idea from paper to real life. Like Mm -hmm. it's hard though. It is really challenging. 
And I think what makes it hard to celebrate things that we've created is there's this weird juxtaposition between being yourself, which is bold and sexy and fun with the vulnerability of being yourself. So if I'm going to be myself, there's this risk that I take that what if other people don't like who I am? And if I'm more willing to emulate and copy what somebody else has done, it's not so vulnerable and it's not so out there. And I think sometimes the celebration is difficult because it feels like we're celebrating ourselves and that that where's the humility in that where's the Mm -hmm. and and that's this weird messed up hairball of stuff in our brains that when we don't have community of people who love and know us we wouldn't do it for ourselves so I love when Mm. I create something and I put it out in the world I'm not great at celebrating it for myself but I have women in my life people in my life men too that will say to me hey I saw what you put out there and they know the just what it took for me to put it out there because it's mine and mm-hmm. they'll pause me and go, hey, I just want you to take a minute and really feel great about what you just did. And without mm-hmm. those people, I wouldn't do it for myself. Mm-hmm. That's such a great point. Like we all need that kind of support to just have people that, that do make us recognize. And that's really like, that's so much of what coaching is, is just being that mirror for people so they can see actually what they're capable of doing and who they are. And I think it's, it's so powerful. You know, I'm very much like the coach that's, um, very vulnerable, very open about my story. I tell my clients, I'm like, sometimes I'm one step in front of you. Sometimes I just learned the shit that we're talking about last week. I'm in it. I'm in it with you. Like I, I vow and and commit myself to forever growing and always investing in myself and always having conversations like this that are enlightening to me. So then I can be better. I don't think there's like a top of the mountain that it's just like, here we are all done. We (laughs) arrived. Check. Check us into destination, figured it all out. Like, yes, no, not a thing. Yeah. There's so much fun in, in, in the hardness though of learning things to where you're like, okay, I see you like challenge accepted. This sucks, but challenge accepted. Well, I think about this podcast was the first time in decades that I learned something new from scratch. And, and you think, oh, well, I've been in sales. I've been a keynote speaker. I've been talking to people. I was in recruiting. So interviewing, I've been doing the mm-hmm. things that build up to a podcast for decades. But the act of figuring out the equipment and the how and who's going to edit and putting it out there, it was maddening. I, I, the day I got the box of all the equipment and I thought, oh, I'm a smart person. I can figure this out. And I, so I cleared the weekend. I sat down with my, you know, manuals of this new tech stuff. Girl, it was like it was written in Chinese. Like it was written for people that are sound production people. I couldn't read shit. And then I, <laughs> then I, then I felt like an idiot. And then I was like, okay, what am I doing? This is ridiculous. <clears throat> and I just had to work myself through it. And it was hard. And I kept thinking to myself, why is this so hard? All I want to do is have conversations with people. Why does this feel so hard? But it was that act of pushing through and getting the information and finding the resources and hiring the coaches that could help me that made it so rewarding when I finally started putting episodes out. I was like, oh, thank God I climbed that mountain. But it wasn't easy. It was, it was really difficult. 
Yeah. It, yeah. It's, and that's, that's, but that's the cool thing. Like, you know, you doing that and, and us doing like all the stuff that we do creating on the back end and all like the, the swirling thoughts that go through our brain. We're laying in bed and we're like, oh, I could do this. And that, you know, like all that people don't see all that really goes into like heart-led coaches the head the head trash that we get ourselves in and have to get through my my words for this year 2021 of course I have more than one word because I can't follow anybody's rules um but it's unreasonably bold and and that's I've grown to this point I'm only four or five years in of my business so you're way ahead of me but I spent the first couple of years swirling around doing it quote unquote right and the fear of what if I got it wrong and I had been successful in corporate but now that I didn't have guardrails or safety nets I thought it was going to be sexy and fun but it was actually really really difficult to put myself out there so to be you know four or five years past those thoughts and demons of of head trash to say to myself this year, no, those creative, unique ideas that you have are a thing. Like you need to pay attention to them. God probably planted them because somebody needs them. And if you believe that the God who created you has infinite possibilities, then you should be willing to put yourself out there with infinite possibilities. And it, you know, we're only what, 15 days into the year, but it has already changed my actions. It has changed my conversations and, but it's also uncomfortable because I might have an idea that somebody else thinks is stupid and crap. And I still have to be willing to go, yep, you might not like it, but I'm still going to do it. (laughs) Yeah. You're so right. I love that. I love unreasonably bold. It's so it's, there's like the, that's everything though. There's so much excitement, but it's like immediately met with fear. And it's like, okay, I see you over there fear. Like you just stay right there. I'm just going to keep on trucking. Like I always say to clients, I'm like, the only thing that's going to cure your anxiety is action. Just move. Just you, you got to move. And whether that's physically or mentally or both, you got to move. And that's like what has been so helpful in situations like you're talking about to where it's like, you know, I just like opened a a membership today. I've never done a membership before. I'm like, you know, are you, are you creating a membership? membership? I just launched a membership February 1st, the badass masterclass. What's yours called? Let's just put it out there for everybody. What's yours? Um, it's the freedom fulfillment, uh, membership. So it's, you know, just say uh, oh, I do a, a live coaching gosh. every month and yeah, it's, it's like, what, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? You know what I mean? This is mind blowing for people listening who think that may, we may have stayed, might've staged this. Nope. Yeah. We just met 45 <laughs> minutes ago. Yeah. We are actually the same person. <laughs> we are the same person. That is fascinating. Well, I'm sending you all the best that yours just fills with the women who need you and the women who need me find me and continue to do good in the world together. Yeah. I have no doubt that we will cross paths and uh, yeah, this has been really cool. Awesome. How can people find you? Um, Mostly on Instagram. That's where I, that's where I hang out the most. Um, And it's just my name, Kelsey Kenry, which I probably have to check the show notes for that. Okay. I'll put it. I'll put all the links in there so people could hire you. Last name spelling. (laughs) Yeah. 
we'll, we'll put it in there for a link. So people could hire you for coaching or join the masterclass. So you've got everything that you do out there and links to your site on Instagram. Yeah. So I do one-on-one coaching and I do group coaching and then the membership is new and I have some courses as well. Um, right now everything's full <laughs> except the membership. Yay. So um, but that's a, it's a great place to start. And I'm where I actually had a call with my business coach this morning and there's more stuff coming as usual. I love that. See, and that's the other thing. We coaches also have a coach because we always, what we do always, always, you're always. the best. I'm so glad we met. I'm sure this is, we're going to continue to be connected in some way. Yes, for sure. I love this. This is so fun. Thanks for being here. I'm not coming down. This is Rebecca Fleetwood Hessian. Thanks so much for being here. We'd love to stay connected. We can do that if you jump into the online community at badasswomenscouncil.community. We've got lots of cool people in there already. And if you come in, it'll just be cooler. <laughs>